Welcome to Infinite Trek, where we cover everything Star Trek. From animated to live action, comics to novels, from games to real life tech. If it's Star Trek, or even Star Trek adjacent, it's here. So get ready to talk about Trek no matter what your knowledge level is. Whether you've been watching since the 1960s or just discovered Star Trek 47 minutes ago, we, we welcome, welcome you. you. Hello and welcome to Infinite Trek. It's our weekly podcast about everything Star Trek and right now mostly Lower Decks. <laughs> yes. I'm Aaron Harvey and with me is... Brandy Jekyllla! Woo! How was your week? Terrible. Me too. Moving on. <laughs> it's 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 just it's it's COVID time. So yeah. mm -hmm. we'll just leave. Well, it on that there. down note, <laughs> good morning. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, or whenever you're listening to this, if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast on Trek Geeks. In in which case, it could be a good evening. Yes, it could. <laughs> Uh, I love your uh, chosen name. We we uh, for the people who are on the audio version only, we have our little uh, our our middle name is something from the show. And uh, Brandy is you're not sex. I heard sex, Jackola. Yep, that's me. Yep, and mine is Aaron. Move, Jennifer Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also funny to my family because my cousin is Jennifer Harvey. So no, it all sort of no. rolls together as to, to one name. Ah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, you might have guessed that we are talking about Cupid's Errant Arrow this week. That's Lower Deck's uh, latest episode. Uh, but we also have some exciting uh, just Star Trek news. We have new yes. people coming to Discovery. We mm -hmm. also have an entire day of Star Trek stuff that's online. So I know. And to my knowledge, this hasn't really been covered like this by CBS mm -mm. before. I think it's so... because we don't have a place to go to in real life mm. so Might they're be. stepping up they're stepping up and yeah. i appreciate that because even though star trek las vegas isn't canceled i think star trek las vegas is canceled <laughs> it's just like just hasn't officially happened yet yeah so, yeah i mean maybe and... but who would want to go at that point i don't know december is flu season already so i just wouldn't want to go in the middle of like cold and flu flying on an airplane and going into a whole group of people so yeah, now with a pandemic, I can't imagine that would be much better. Uh, yeah, that too. If we all had um, our own personal, either spacesuits or uh, life support belts from the animated series, where we just had right? a bubble around us, and I'd be fine with that. That'd be great. It yes. also might protect you from the heat. So we're 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 back to hot again. It's Vulcan. It's going to be 113 this weekend, which is just too oh. hot. Yeah, uh, it's gonna get. Go but like I'm back in my new, stars. my old office, so actually, woo! Woo, yes, I have an air conditioner, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, this, this, this is separate from the house, so at least I can run it whenever I need to. Uh, so should we? What do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about lower decks, or do you want to talk about the other? Star Let's talk about the other stuff first, sir. Let's okay, talk about the other stuff first. I want to talk about it. <laughs> talk about it. Uh, okay, so we have. Uh, two new people coming on to discovery and they are non-binary and transgender. Yep. And if you watch Supergirl, we've seen a transgender character recently, which was, I think it was really nicely done the way they had brought that in. And it just, you know, it was part of the story, but it wasn't the story, which was also exactly. nice. 
Yeah, they yeah. they they transitioned it in. Ha <laughs> ha, transitioned it in <laughs> very very smoothly and did the right thing by getting a transgender actor to play the role. Yes. That's the most important thing I think about that is that it's not just somebody pretending to be someone. It is mm -hmm. actually giving transgender non-binary actors, you know, exposure. And that is as it should be. And there are people, I'm sure, who are saying, oh, well, you know, it's, it's acting. You should be able to play that role whether or not you're transgender. And I disagree simply because the transgender community is overlooked and marginalized all the time, you know, on a yeah. second to second basis. And to have a person who has not had that life experience come in and try to play that role is insulting at best. That's it also feels saying. very all lives matter kind of mm, in a way where yeah, it's just it sort of like, no, this is about these people because they, I mean, it's, it's important that representation happens because when you're yeah. seen, then everybody's, I don't know. It's just, it's for somebody who knows it, it's hard to explain why it's important. <laughs> but Well, okay. Let's you know. put it this way. If you have someone who is a, a black character, are you going to get a white person to play them? No, you're not, not. in this decade. Would you? <laughs> can you imagine if somebody got a white person to play Luke Cage? Mm -mm. Yeah. Same goes for transgender, non-binary, gay, etc. Yep. Oh, I know when I first plus. saw a gay character on television, I was just like, "Oh, wow!" You know, it's just it. It makes a huge difference, even though it's just a TV show. But there's no, something it does, about it that it, it makes yeah. a huge difference. Seeing the first female captain made me go, oh, mm -hmm. finally, why did it take this long? Yeah. Well, because Kirk said that, um, you know, there were no women in Starfleet captains. So, so. no, Gene Roddenberry yeah. said that. Oh, well, that's true. But uh, <laughs> Kirk spoke the words. I'm just like, I'm yes, using the in thing. <laughs> and then Discovery went and blew that all to hell. Woo! Yeah, that was that. I, I even at the time I was just you know I was a kid but I'm just like what so we've got all these other people women who can do all these other roles but just captain is what they can't do I'm like no mm -hmm. I don't buy that yeah that is one of those canon bits that can just get broken and uh only fragile white males are the people who are upset by that yeah uh, I forgot to get photos of the the actors but uh we have uh let's see I also don't have notes for it. That was great. What happened to that? Okay, Star Trek Trek's first uh, non-binary binary character is uh, A-D-I-R-A, Adria, played by... I, uh, I think it's Adira. Adira, sorry, thank you. Uh, played by Blue Del Barrio. Mm -hmm. I'm mangling all sorts of names today. Uh, so uh, she's going to... Oh, nope, wait, they. What, nope, they, sorry. They are going to find a home on the Discovery and bond with Stamets and Culver. And rightly and, so. Yep. And then the uh, first transgender character is Gray, played by Ian Alexander, and he's going to be a Trill, which I have Excellent. some fondness for since that was my character <laughs> in, in <laughs> Night Shift, which actually you can see my Night Shift poster behind me if you're watching the, the live version. Mm, yeah. Trying to point to it on a screen is not easy. There. Yeah. Um, just... <laughs> yeah. No, so I think this is this is exciting. I just And I'm really curious to see... For me, like knowing I dove into the Trill Society when I was practicing and, and creating my character, it's going to be really interesting to see what 
that what can be brought to that from that background yes because the well, characters yeah i was just no, gonna say from what i understand this is an unjoined trill right so if anyone is saying oh well you're just now retconning to make the trill mm -hmm. transgender no that's not what they're no. doing because so it's in society in general i mean yeah. if you've got a group of people who can be men or women depending on you know throughout their various lifetimes that has to have an impact on the trill culture it does think. but at the same time you do have the trill as the the host population being born into male or female bodies true so if yes. they are born into a body that has the sexual organs of a gender that they don't identify with then that would you know, be the same as a so. human being born into a body with those, yep. that same issue. So to me, it's not a cop out. It is absolutely valid as the first trans transgender character that yep. isn't a non-gendered symbiote. And I know symbiote. a lot of people online were saying, the, oh, what about the Janai? You know, from, from uh, TNG, it's like, but they were an androgynous race. So they were, they mm -hmm. found no gender acceptable. So you had, mm -hmm. so this is different. Non-binary and transgender is different than no gender. Yes. And, you know, it's just, it's, and it's hard to have that conversation. Actually, I I'm hoping to get somebody to come on the show to talk to us about that when we get closer to discovery. So yes. I think that would be somebody from the community who can speak to it better than I can. Um, and I, I, I'm always nervous about like trying to say, well, they, people think this like, because I don't want somebody who just, just speak for all gay people. So it's not, you know, no. there's, there's there, you know, it's their specific uh, background and this is what they think. I just think that would be interesting to, to, yeah. So I'm excited yeah. about this. I'm, I am too. I did see one post that I really took issue with where they were saying, uh, two new transgender characters. And I'm like, ah. no, one transgender character, one non-gender character. And I've heard non-binary is an umbrella term before, above uh, transgender and non-binary. And I've seen it the reverse. So I think it, that again, I think that's one of those who, what your background is and what you think, because I believe I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to I'm not, not going to speak for this person because I don't know specifically, mm -hmm. but it sounded like they were using transgender as an overall umbrella. Yeah. For and that's for... no, that's not what transgender means. But, okay. you know, I'm not going <laughs> to harp on that. No, this is, when we'll, this is why we're going to have an actual conversation about this when we're not just mm -hmm. throwing together notes 20 minutes before. Um, well, I'm just I'm just going to say yes. I have a friend who married a transgender man. And I knew this man before they were a man. So yep. there's, there is a difference between that and being non-binary. A huge difference. Correct. Yes. No, I, I agree. Um, <laughs> I just trying to think of what people are, at least we're having a conversation. That's the other thing. It's like, it wasn't mm -hmm. like the, the argument of, of if it's transgender or non-binary, what umbrella it's under it's a conversation that's being had that isn't about these people shouldn't exist, which is so refreshing. It's like, yes. we're, we're arguing about semantics about what, what something. It's like, that's okay, because that's what Star Trek people do. We, we are very well, pedantic. Semantics are important. No, they because, are. Uh, because yeah. you know, each group would like to be identified as yeah. they choose. 
And isn't that really what we all want is we want to be identified by what we choose to be. So, you know, that's all I got. So we'll put a pin in that for now for until we get closer. But this is the first time I'm like, oh, I'm excited to see Discovery come back. Not that I wasn't, but it was just there was nothing that was just pushing me to like, I got to see it right now. It's like we know they're in the future. There was that cliffhanger has been. You know, we know what's happening. So I haven't been like clamoring for for more. I, I'm excited for a strange new worlds. Um, so I I I'm now excited for discovery. More just get excited. I clamor for all new trick. Yeah. <laughs> all of it. All of it. <laughs> okay, on that creepy note. No. <laughs> Sorry. Our, our weekly <laughs> ASMR uh segment. Welcome to the ASMR segment. Thank you for being with us today. That sound that you hear is people like, nope, nope. I don't, people really have, you're, you're either you love it or you don't. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no in between, it feels like. It's like cilantro. Yeah, yeah. Dave gets tingles <laughs> and he, he likes it. He likes it. In fact, Dave the Mod just actually yeah. just said tingles. Yes, because that he gets tingles. And he has ASMR. And you're also another... his wife, so I think that probably I, I am. I can also do it with his hair. Like, I'll just rub it just slightly over, just t- barely touching his hair, and he'll get shivers. It's fun. Oh, yeah. I discovered <laughs> ASMR when I had my heart transplant, and it was just like, you can take Tylenol. I'm like, oh, okay, that that's going to help. Uh, just because of all the stuff that was going through me, they didn't want to give me any extra hard drugs. I'm like, okay, I'm going to mm-hmm. need a way to not feel pain and just sort of zone out and so i I kind of that was back in 2013 so i don't think hardly anybody knew about it in the general public then i don't even know if it had the name asmr i don't think it did it doesn't really affect me and it kind of bums me out because i want the tingles (laughs) it's sort of like goosebumps it's very Mm. yeah well yeah. So, should we talk about Star Trek Day? Actual Star Trek stuff. Yes. Uh, so, September 8th is when Star Trek, the original series, and Star Trek, the animated series, premiered on television. Uh, 1966 and 73, respectively, I think. Yes. Um, good. You are correct. Because 73 is the year I was born, and I know that it happened on September 8th, 1973. It's 47. So, it's the Star Trek year. So am <laughs> I enjoyed my 47th birthday. We had a Star Trek theme. It was the one year I felt like I could actually do it and not like everybody's like, okay, this is the one you get. You get one Star Trek themed birthday because <laughs> yeah. you're an adult now. I'm like, all right, fine. Mine happened during the pandemic. So uh, just have to do it next year. Think of it as a time travel episode. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Uh, so let's see. Uh, we have uh, there is a lot going on. I'm going to put up a graphic here. Uh, so starting at 12 a.m. on the 8th is a Star Trek marathon. It's just I believe this is streaming on CBS All Access or StarTrek.com. I don't. That's the one part I'm not clear on. I um, am not sure. I'm assuming it'll be available to the general public, even if you don't. I mean, they wouldn't be advertising it. I don't think if uh, it was only on CBS All Access. Yeah. Well, it's hard. It's well, maybe not. 
Hmm. Maybe maybe they're gonna do it on Pluto because that's their that's their little that satellite be. network yeah. thing. Well, if I find out by the time there. we do the uh, audio version, I will just put a little You'll just insert pop it in. here. Yeah. yeah. So we got 12 a.m. Uh, we've got Star Trek Marathon begins, and then at noon uh, we have Star Trek Day panels for. Oh, thank you for doing it in the noon. middle of the day so that yeah, I can't that's watch a, them. Yeah, I actually I told my business partner I'm like, hi, from noon to three on uh, the eighth. I'm I'm just not available. <laughs> uh, then we have at three o'clock we have a, the Star Trek Marathon resumes, and then at four o'clock there is the Star Trek Day pub quiz with geeks who drink on Twitch. So that's something I'm assuming that you can watch because it's on Twitch. As yep. are we. Yep. Um, Outpost 13, by the way, is having a uh, a marathon, which I will. <laughs> it's a lot of, a lot of information on marathons. Uh, I will uh, bring that up in a second. Uh, and then at nine o'clock, the Star Trek Day panels replay. So you will get to see them again at 9 p.m. Pacific. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I have to get up at 4.30 in the morning. So... That's not helping Hopefully these me. will be available somewhere. <laughs> I don't imagine that they're going to disappear because all of the ones that they did for uh, the conventions and stuff are still around on CBS. So yeah, here's hopefully hoping. YouTube will have them. Hopefully they don't under. Hopefully they'll understand that despite doing them at two times during the day, that doesn't mean everybody is going to be able to watch them. So you better yeah. have them available afterward, or you are going to have a very unhappy brandy. <laughs> and you do not want an unhappy brandy. Trust me. Mm -mm. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> Yay, Hulk reference. <laughs> Hulk from uh, 1970s. Oh yeah, Bill yeah. Bixby I grew Hulk. up. I grew up watching that man. I grew yeah. up watching Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. I just remember uh, for the Star Wars holiday specials, Incredible Hulk will not be seen tonight in order to bring you this special presentation. <laughs> I don't. It's weird how much the weird things that you remember. That's like okay, I was you know nine, I think mm -hmm. eight or nine, and like that's the like I remember what was postponed due to this other show, which people don't even remember the show, which is like so I'm like okay, yet I cannot remember you know stuff i have to do tomorrow so i know well i think it's because <laughs> nice to... as we get older our hard drives just fill up and we can't yeah. purge old files like you can on a regular hard drive It'd so be nice that's... to be able to back that up somewhere else like just a right a neural network backup or something yeah just offload these things yeah. that you can't you really don't need anymore like 16 stanzas of the rhyme of the ancient mariner <laughs> you know i wish i could offload that Mariner isn't that old. She's the same age as Boimler. No, no, no. This is a different <laughs> Mariner. Yes, I know. <laughs> that was one I don't have memorized. I always wish I had. He has an you old gray glittering eye. <laughs> this dude. Uh, as I had mentioned uh, earlier, on the um, the 13th of uh, September, we are having Outpost 13. That's in the number is having a marathon. So if you're curious about some of the other shows that we have on our network, besides infinite Trek, uh, we have um, kind of a, a smattering of them. Infinite Trek is not on this because we're the day before. Uh, so this is Sunday, the 13th at 11 AM. We have where are you at, which is a community talk show, essentially uh, at 1230. There's coding Cohen's with Ian Carroll, who played Lieutenant Bodie Cooper in night shift. He is teaching people how to code. Uh, some nice. people who've never coded before or yeah. And so you can, you can see them you know, 
code a CSS page or, or template or you can tell I don't code. So I don't know. <laughs> so, lots of numbers. And it's like watching the matrix inside. Okay. The matrix. Yeah. Uh, right. At two o'clock, uh, roll in with my homies. And I do not know what that is. I think it's new. Um, at four o'clock is two liars, which is a really fun game show where we have groups of people. There's three people on each team and uh, two people are lying and one person's telling the truth. So they had one who was like, uh, I think it was, you know, it was related uh, to royalty. And the person was, you know, they said who they, who they were related to a famous person. It turns out uh, somebody was related to Queen Elizabeth. So uh, like, oh, come well, on, who isn't a... really? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That is, yeah, I kind of thought that, but yes. Uh, <laughs> 5.30, we have the State of Outpost 13, which is just sort of like a check-in on what's going on with the network. 6 o'clock is Friend Fiction, which I'm actually working on graphics for this weekend. It Ooh. is uh, Lisette and Michelle talking about uh, kind of their their fiction, I don't think crushes, but like their the, the uh, fiction characters that they really like. And I think the first character is um, Zuko from... Avatar. I think it's Zuko. Is that right? Prince Zuko, yeah. Prince Zuko, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, eight o'clock is pickup game. I don't know what that is. Uh, I probably should have figured that one out first. And then 9.30 is made up music with Arlo Sanders and Alex Kahn, which is a really fun show where they create a new song on the spot with suggestions from the chat room. Some people send in like clips of beats uh, or like spoken word and they'll work that into the song so if you if you're interested in music or even if you're not interested in music it's just it's a really fun creative time so very nice and yeah and if you want to kind of learn more about that or talk with them you can also hop into our discord server mm -hmm. uh so we have our um lot, lots of creative uh, conversation and this, and for Trek geeks, there is the Camp Kidmer, which is the official Trek geeks Trek geeks group on Facebook. Try saying that five times so fast. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not going to try that. So, <laughs> but yes, there's a lot of places that you can you can uh, talk and follow. You can also follow us on Infinite Trek on Twitter and Instagram. Mm -hmm. So, well, now that that sort of stuff is out of the way, shall we dive into Cupid's Errant Arrow? You know, I keep telling you, I don't dive, man. I wade in from the side. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Let's go. Actually, I don't either because I, I tripped on the, the ladder from the pool and tweaked my toe. So now I'm walking very slowly. So I should also not dive in. <laughs> okay. Well, then let's just let's just safely and cautiously wade in. Hmm. And then once we're good. in there, we'll just go immediately for the deep end. Okay. Uh, do you want to start us off on what the show is about? And then as we uh, get to it, I can, I'll, I'll, we're going to sprinkle in some of the Easter eggs instead of kind of dumping them all at one time. Like Trip Tucker sprinkles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to linger on that one a little bit longer than the other ones. Sorry. What? Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about Trip Tucker. <laughs> You're not sex. I heard sex. <laughs> Well, this is our first Lower Decks that does not have a cold open. It goes yes. straight into the credits, opening credits, which I found interesting. So they, they, it's funny how they kind of like have this 
enjoyment of showing us a pattern and then breaking that pattern and breaking expectations. <laughs> yeah. I think that they're enjoying that. And I'm enjoying that. I'm like, thank you. We jokingly said next cold. week is just going to be all teasers or all cold opens. <laughs> the yep. entire show just, cold opens. It's like watching Saturday Night Live. It's just a bunch of skits, yeah. just a bunch of few, you know. <laughs> Like two minute skits, uh, and that's it. The whole time. I don't time. think that's going to happen. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so we open with uh, the Cerritos being at Mixtus Three yes. with the Vancouver, which is a Parliament crap. <laughs> parliament <laughs> crap. crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what what Tendi and uh, uh, Rutherford think of it at this point. <laughs> <sighs> Parliament class ship, which yes. is interesting because it's got the same sort of theme as the Cerritos, as in they're all named Canadian places. Yes, so Vancouver, are, obviously, uh, being a city. Yeah, they're Vancouver uh, suburbs, from what I understand. Yes, that is what uh, Dan Gunther said, and he lives in Canada, and I believe ah, him. Okay. Yeah, so, there's the, the Marpole, the Fairview, the kitsilano i think that's how you pronounce that mm -hmm. uh because it's similar to uh, washington state had names that were like that too because we're close enough right. um and we had vancouver washington which i was like i was excited for half a second i was like Ooh, oh no that's not it <laughs> that would have been so, hazel dell and and uh you know Longview would be the, the shuttle names yeah you don't want to know what utah no. shuttle names would be it's so boring <laughs> anyway the Ogden shuttle, yeah. Farmington <laughs> shuttle, uh, Kanab shuttle, Kanab. The, the Pioa shuttle. <laughs> These are Kanab sounds like like uh, kind of something that you wouldn't want to drink on Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yeah. You don't want the Kanab. You don't have that. No matter what Quark says, do not have the Kanab. I know he's really trying to push it this week, but don't do it. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, hurricane. We have Hurricane. It's not Hurricane. It's Hurricane. And okay. uh, Moab. And Orem. So, yeah, we could we could crank out some really boring shuttle names <laughs> up in here. Anyway, back to the show. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah. And uh, and they're coming to help stabilize a moon or uh, imploding a moon. moon that is going, going to... that it's falling. It's falling out yep. of its orbit and it's going to impact the planet, which, you know, that's like a that's like a an extinction level event. <laughs> so they definitely have to do something about that. Yes. And we do first see Mariner. Uh, coming to talk to Boimler. Boimler's doing another one of his logs, and he's talking about his <laughs> new girlfriend. And uh, My girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, he's super excited about it. Yeah. And Mariner has just about had her fill of his logs about yeah. Barb. One millionth log about Barb. Yeah. Also, she's dirty. Why was she dirty? She had like she was brushing dirt off of herself. And her uniform that. was dirty. I'm just like, where has she been? It's never explained. I guess she was just like in the Jeffrey's tube or in that room with all the junk that they're always in. Oh, yeah. No, the Jeffrey tubes are Jeffrey's tubes are clean yeah. up in there because Rutherford. that's true. So, yep. yeah, I just I'm just so curious. Like, Maybe she was fixing more lifts. She yeah, but it wasn't the, uh... that it wasn't that kind of dirt. It was like I've been outside working in the <laughs> garden sort of dirt. Maybe they have a hydroponics lab or a, <laughs> a, a, a just a arboretum maybe. or something. Maybe, maybe. Uh yeah. So 
we've got uh, them talking and we also have a scene with Tendi and Rutherford talking about, you know, they're working on the ship and how she's fallen apart, but she's their ship. And he likes, he's, he likes that room because it smells of toasted marshmallows. Is that a plasma fire? <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're talking about the Vancouver and how they have T-88s and those aren't even out yet. So yes, things like that. And they have the purple yeah. stripe on them when we see they them. They do right? have so the that, purple stripe. So on if it. there's a purple stripe on it, it's the, the cool new whatever. Mm hmm. So we we also we we're going to skip ahead to actually meeting Barb. And so when okay. Mariner finally does meet Barb, she's just like this. This is I. some people are saying it's mean spirited and I have a different viewpoint on it. But she says there's no way that this woman is way too out of your league for her to be attracted to you <laughs> well when they so, first meet she's like uh computer and program yeah <laughs> like, like is this yeah. real What's happening yeah she she's giving him a lot of crap as like, let me guess the first time i meet her it will have to be on the hollow deck and he says i don't I do that anymore, anymore. <laughs> very barkley <laughs> very barkley indeed so uh it after this happens, of course, Mariner is going crazy trying to figure out what this woman could possibly be besides what she appears to be. Correct. And she does go through a list. Secret alien who's going to eat you, Romulan spy, salt succubus, android changeling, one of those sexy people in rompers that murders you just for going on the grass. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which we have the Edo from yeah. Chester. Mm -hmm. Which I think that was that was my other name it was like Aaron, uh, sexy romper Harvey, <laughs> or yeah, a romper, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the at the guy one, and I'm just like, what's going on there? I mean, why the why the not bra? I mean, just don't do mm. that. <laughs> it would it, be better because... maybe if he had better pecs, but not yeah. so much with this. Yeah, it's it's and just kind of like, like a, a grandma necklace up at the top. <laughs> is is this how you hold up your pants? I mean, really, because that's all connected <laughs> in like one. Oh piece. no, it is. So you're holding your pants up by your neck. Bad, bad design idea. Yeah. So now uh, Mariner's Mariner <laughs> Mariner is now on the war path, trying to figure out what's going on with Barb. In the meantime, as uh, our little friends Tendy and Rutherford are invited to come over to the Vancouver, and they are just so excited. I love the the uh, recreation of when Tendy first saw the Cerritos, like the, the same music and everything. She's like, "This is the best ship I've ever seen." <laughs> it's like mm -hmm. it's, like, it's basically the like, Cerritos. <laughs> yeah, like Mariner's like it's, it's basically it's the Cerritos. Basically the same kind of ship. You know, they're yeah. about the same size, etc. And uh, they run off to uh, Ron Docents, who yes. is saying, hey, do you guys want to do this? And you can use these T-80s. And they're like, yes, please. Yes, please. And then he makes it like a little competition that whoever finishes first gets to keep their T-88. And I thought, hmm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> they're, they're running uh, uh, diagnostics on the stuff that's uh, imploding the moon, basically. Yes. Exactly. In the meantime, we've got Captain Freeman being condescended to <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Vancouver. This is like the classic 
uh oh yeah sorry the yes the the captain that was and she goes vancouver she doesn't say vancouver it's a weird i i'm guessing it was supposed to be maybe kind of canadian i don't know it's i don't know just the way she says it, it's, it, it and to me and this is not i'm sure anything that they had planned but it reminded she reminded me a lot of Nicole Janeway was the French Canadian actress Genevieve Bougeau, uh, who first played Captain Janeway and was on set for like a day and then left <laughs> because she didn't realize that television's not a fun thing to do if you're well, used to she, movies. She was actually told beforehand what it was going to be like. Oh, yeah, hmm. she was. She was told beforehand, and then she, I guess she just kind of didn't believe them, and then Maybe. she actually got into it. And... and she's like, "Oh, I thought this was Star Wars. I don't know, no Star Trek. Sorry." <laughs> <laughs> I get, yeah. Anyway, that's that's what yes. I heard from Robbie Duncan McNeil and Garrett Wong. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yes, I, I'm behind on my Delta Flyers, dude. You got to get caught up. It's so much. Fun. I know, I know. <laughs> I have my pin. I finally got my uh, Delta Flyer pin in the little, yes. yeah. I have my shirt. Well, speaking of pins, we have uh, I'm wearing Mares and a a fan made pin that somebody gave me at a convention that says Kirk is a jerk, which is a TAS <laughs> reference. I can't I can't pull mine and, close enough, but mine's oh, Admiral there. Oh, it's Admiral Janeway. Admiral Janeway. Nice. So, and if yeah. you uh, want to get these are uh, fan set pins. And mm -hmm. if you would like to order a fan set pin, we have a discount code so you can get 15 percent off of your entire order. Uh, it's infinite trek, all one word. Yes. And so. the people at Vansets are very lovely and deserve yes. all of our support. They Just, send handwritten notes when you order things, which I think they is do. great. Yeah, they do. And I, uh, and if they I've recognize already... you, they like write you a note. I'm just like, yes. wow. Okay. Why haven't they written me a note yet? <laughs> I've ordered. Well, they like, they said my name. Know. I guess that's not really a note, but like, or enjoy or something. That's not... yeah, but I but haven't gotten yeah. anything like that. <laughs> I'll make sure you get one. Yeah, it's like I'm part of the Trek Geeks Network now. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's only been six episodes. You haven't have you ordered anything yet? Yes, I have actually. Oh, yeah. a couple oh, weeks okay. ago, which is when oh, I got right. all my Zhuzhas, my Giorgio and my oh, right. two Jadzias and uh my Janeways. <laughs> I got two Janeways. So yeah, all the Zhuz. Nice. So yeah, so that was my my weird like connection is that they kind of had that similar sort of feel for some reason to me. Mm -hmm. Like the, I agree. the hair is kind of this you know but she's got the the captain we don't know the name of the captain of vancouver she doesn't nope. ever get a name but she's no. got sort of like this gray streak through the the center of her head or hair oh yes not unlike the one that you have sporting yeah that's natural <laughs> got some over here too and i got a lot up in there this kind that could of, be your cosplay you could be the captain of the vancouver <laughs> there we go I can be the snotty captain of the Vancouver. Yes. One day you could have a ship like this. <laughs> like, oh, I feel so humbled. Like, yeah. And she says that they're in, going. Captain. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. The, oh, her voice. Yeah. She talks, she talks like a rich person showing off all of their possessions. Anyway. Which is a nice she... little uh, echo to the, 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 the end of the show. Yeah, indeed. 
And she uh, she says, oh, we're probably going to have to cancel the implosion. And Freeman's like, what? Why? And and uh, Ransom, who doesn't have really a lot to do here, says, uh, is, you know, is there something wrong with this, you know, structural integrity of the platform? He's asking pertinent questions. She's like, oh, no, it's just that these guys can't agree on anything. And she leads him over to this conference room. And there's just a bunch of purple people and one red guy fighting. And uh, it seems to me like she could have done something about that a long time ago, but she just didn't feel like it was yeah. like she felt like it was beneath her, I suppose. <laughs> so she passes it off on Freeman. Maybe Freeman's just known it because she was going to do the uh, the Cardassian um, diplomatic mission, the, the peace talks. Maybe mm -hmm. Freeman is known as a negotiator. Could well be, and uh, I do enjoy seeing because this how captain didn't Freeman... seem like she would be very good at that. <laughs> no, no, but she it seems like Freeman is good at it, and it's not like she's she's not like Picard level diplomat, she's just like, Yeah, okay, let's get this done. What's she's mom level, <laughs> yes, like, my mom will come in and we will solve this. And no, you put that down, you stop that. Is this okay? Good. Goodbye. Yes, that is exactly the energy she has. Very well put. Very well put. <laughs> yeah, she gets in there and starts digging in, and she is determined. She is determined it, that this is going to I work. I love that it's very much like a, a TNG sort of squabble where you have all the people at the table. Oh, I love the one guy who's who the voice is done by Cordero Roberts, who does Rutherford, but he put us on a slightly different voice. It's He's Eugene just like, can't Yeah. Did I say what did I say? You said Cordero I mean, Roberts. Oh, which is a character on One Life to Live, I think. My mom used, <laughs> speaking of mom, wow. All right. That is a weird brain malfunction. Ooh, well, you were thinking about your mom. I guess. <laughs> you were thinking about your mom. Eugene Cordero. <laughs> like, uh, moons can't plummet. That's just something the government made up to control us. Yeah. Wow. It feels like, a little wow. too close to home right now. <laughs> it did. It did. It did hit really close to home. You can and see the I, moon plummeting, given that they show the 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 view from the ground where people are running and things are falling. Like, what do you mm -hmm. think is happening? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's again. That's an extinction level event right there. A moon yep. plummeting into the planet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's extinction level. So yeah. So she starts getting to work. And meanwhile, we've got all of the stuff going on with Mariner. We get a lovely flashback oh, of yes. her time on the Keto. And we get Which to was... see the Keto. Yes. yes. Which is a uh, Olympic class starship, which we Olympic. last saw or first saw in All Good Things, uh, the final episode of TNG, which was C Crusher's medical ship. It was the ship with the big sphere on the front, which is very reminiscent of the Horizon uh, and I don't remember the class that it was from back in the TOS era, like pre-TOS, mm -hmm. like early, mm -hmm. early space starships. So I like that lineage. Yeah. Well, I... I it is parked from, at Deep Space Nine. Yes, it is parked at Deep Space Nine. And for what I remember, um, when they were trying to design the Enterprise for the original series, this was mm -hmm. one of the ideas that they, they yep. were toying with. So yep. it's nice to see that resurrected. 
and brought to the screen yeah. again. So yeah, I, I saw that and I'm like, oh, Deep Space Nine, Deep Space Nine. So excited. And then you have but they weren't Mariner. on Deep Space Nine. They were just in the no, ship. they were in the ship. Obviously, they weren't on Deep Space Nine because otherwise they would have had to draw Quark's bar, and they weren't going to do all those aliens. They just weren't. Oh, that would have been fun. They had a Morn already. They got it from Envoy. They just pull all the aliens that they had from Envoys and just throw them in there, right? Just like they did with the originals with the animated series when they needed all those starships for uh, the time trap. They just took all the leftovers that Gene rejected. Uh, for the first episode and then threw them all in there and it's like there there's your ships <laughs> yeah yeah so uh we we see this flashback and mariner's got some big natural hair going on it really made me happy <laughs> so, that was cool and we get to see the old uniforms yeah we get to see those old uniforms and a uh, nice little tng joke there talking about data's evil <laughs> yeah. twin brother lore who will you know allied himself with the borg and and then mariner says it's like something new every week with those guys. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, Star Trek Beyond where, where Kirk is like, life has become episodic. <laughs> yes, I laughed out loud. That was the first thing. Actually, no, that was the second thing that made me laugh out loud during that film. And considering yeah. neither of the previous films made me laugh or have any positive reactions <laughs> except for Carl Urban. Uh, yeah. I, that just made me super we can agree happy. On that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Made me super happy. So yeah, that just, that was so funny. And I just enjoyed this flashback scene and how intent Mariner yeah. was. And she's like, this is not happening again. This is not on my I've watch. Heard, I've heard people say that that was much like Tendi and Rutherford when they had their dream sequence, that this was a dream sequence, that she didn't experience that. And she's just being mean to Marin or to uh, Boimler. I'm like, I don't see it as a dream sequence. And she, no. it's too earnest and too, like, she wouldn't keep trying to prove there, there's a, a manic, I want to save my friend energy, not like mm -hmm. a, I want to prove that Barb is an alien so I can make fun of you vibe. Yeah. And this is where my theory comes into play about Mariner's behavior because she also starts calling him Brad instead of just Boimler, which is unusual. Oh. Yeah, she keeps him for the rest of the episode until the end. She calls him Brad or Bradward, which he's a Bradward. <laughs> Bradward. <laughs> Bradward. Is that an actual name? He's like, uh, oh, they're they're Bradfords. I'm like, I don't think Bradward is actually. I mean, now at least, maybe in the future, it will be. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. They're just new combinations of names all the time. We do that a lot here in Utah. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I find it very interesting that she is behaving somewhat erratically and out of character and skipping oh. ahead to the end oh. when we find out that it's a parasite Yes, that is making Boimler chemically irresistible to potential mates. Yeah, okay, so Barb's a potential mate and even if Mariner isn't, I feel like she still was somewhat influenced. There you by go. That, that makes those pheromones. So I have not heard anybody talk about that. That is a really good point because we're just you're so focused on what he perceives as his girlfriend that it's not like any of the other women around him. Huh. Yeah, I like that. That Cuz that was the other I thing feel. that people are like like, oh, they're headed for, you know, there's going to be romance between uh, Brad, uh, Brad, Bradward and and mm -hmm. uh, and Mariner. I'm like, I don't think so. I, I feel like the one, the writers are smarter than that. They're not going to 
Like it just feels like a trope that's too easy to fall into. And I would hope it that is. they wouldn't do that. But I would love to see just friends, good friends. Yes, like, I friends. would like to see I would like for this show to prove that men and women can be platonic friends and do just fine. Yeah. Uh if they decide to include a romance whatever I, it's not going right. to bother me it's not going to make me angry it is interesting it's though a little because, expected yeah it, it's a little expected i feel though that it's also showing that if you can build a friendship with someone you're going to have a much stronger romantic relationship because True. you're always going to have that strong basis of yeah. friends and if you're not friends with your partner, then what are you doing? I feel like so, that's where Tendi and Rutherford could be headed. I agree with that. I don't really see that for Mariner and Boimler. So, no. you know, but I, I, I just feel like that erratic behavior was being fueled by that parasite. That's yeah. my theory. So yeah. anyway, let's let's talk like about that. her board. Shall we talk about her board? Oh, yeah. She, Mariner is obsessed with trying to figure out. So she has this like crazy. What is it? Uh, I'm trying to remember that movie that had all of the uh, oh, beautiful that's, mind. That's, yeah, that's a staple board. in like yes. murder procedurals right, on TV too, yeah. and whatnot. So, yeah. So there is a board, which we are also using for our background in, in a way for for the episode. Uh, and it has a ton of little Easter eggs. Mm -hmm. So we have we what we've done is we've uh, if you're watching the visual or the uh, video version, we have uh, put the board up and we'll tweet this out as well. So you can see this on, on the inter interwebs uh, mm -hmm. and we put numbers to each one of these because although we normally create individual graphics for each Easter egg, I am not doing that for this because there's a lot. So much. So yes. much. So the first one we have is we have binars. So mm -hmm. we have two. I don't know why she thought they were binars, but uh, <laughs> um, so their binars are from the uh, episode one one zero one zero one one. I used to know that number by heart, which is weird. Um, the second, <laughs> the second Easter egg is a drawing uh, or a photo of of Vasquez rocks. But I think it's just mm -hmm. funny that that just shows up for like, why is that there? I don't know. Well, see, that's the thing. She's trying to find connections because there's a yeah. lot of stuff here that isn't actually relevant to what she's talking about yet. True. That's true. Yeah. I guess the binars really aren't the, the relevant. Uh, number three is the uh, is a Dauphine, which is actually rather because uh, it was the Dauphin uh, or the episode Dauphin from TNG where Wesley falls in love with like a space princess who has a bodyguard and mm -hmm. bodyguard turns into a giant monster uh, mm -hmm. to protect her. Yes, with red eyes that's yeah that that's uh that's an interesting episode two wesley centric <laughs> episodes mentioned in this yes episode of of lower decks ito where the uh i mean Ito justice where yeah. yep we're gonna murder you if you stepped on went on the grass <laughs> yes <laughs> i could see that like that probably is like you know I've heard people, like, oh, why would they even know about that? I could just see Starfleet going, okay, this recently happened on a ship. Uh, please, let's just let's just revisit the rules of, of first contact, everyone, shall we? Mm -hmm. Kind of like an HR sort of thing. 
Yeah, but the thing is, is that all he did was trip over a barrier and fell in some yeah. grass and flowers. But because that had been designated by their computer god. Why is it always a computer, you uh, guys? Why? Section 13. Then, yeah, um, uh, it's just... Uh, or section 31. Section 13. I'm like, I'll post no, 13. Uh, like, yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that happened like five times in the original yeah. series seriously but uh yeah it was just so ridiculous (laughs) just wow so this is off limits and the penalty is death there's no degree of punishment from minor infractions to murder it's the ultimate uh keep off my lawn (laughs) (laughs) cranky old computer gosh just needs a friend or something Sorry. <laughs> uh, the fourth one we have is uh, the default body that Data used for uh, Lal. So it's like mm-hmm. an Android form, I guess. So it must be a, a something that a lot of people use if they're building Androids. Well, yeah. And she did mention Android earlier when she was going through all of the possibilities of what Barb could be. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so number five, I'm going to let you take this one because you are very excited. Sulabon! Sulabon! Yes! Enterprise reference! Love it, love it, love it. And, you know, of course, that's the one that they kind of fixate on for a minute where Boiler's like, Barb is not a Sulabon. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be great if we see Sulabon actually as Starfleet officers. I think by now they would be. Yeah, you know, I'm sure they're at least, uh, if not in Starfleet or the the Federation, they're probably at least out of friends with them at this point. Because it seemed like they were headed towards that at the end. Yeah. With Enterprise. Yeah. Honestly, I I would love for any any species that was introduced in Enterprise to show up on a live action Star Trek. I yeah. would love to see a Zindi. I would love to see a Sulaban. Just come on, guys. Do that for me, please. Do that. Maybe it'll me. show up in Discovery. It's in possible because honestly, yeah. that far in the future, that could easily be the Zindi being in Starfleet at that point. Yeah. So I want to. I want to see that. I just really want to see great. that. Moving on. <laughs> no, you have the Enterprise. I have the animated series. So it's like it's very. Everybody has their their favorite that they want to see reoccur. I think it's really like this. This series is is giving a lot of people like the feeling like they're seen, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just for their their fandom. It's like, okay, that isn't it's no longer like ugh, Enterprise, you know, like, yes, or the animated series doesn't exist. You know, it's not canon. Um, So I think it's it's great that that this show is sort of bringing together all of the different pieces of fandom. Yes. Yes. Representation matters. Yes, even even in your fandom. Yes, it does. Uh, yeah. Oh, and I didn't put a, a number on this, but uh, behind Mariner's head, and it's more visible in like one of the screenshots that they put out. Because if you take, I, I took screenshots of different screens and then stitched them together in Photoshop, but each screen is slightly different. It's like they didn't quite get them all the same. So mm. there's one now. The picture of Bigfoot is basically behind the Sulaban yes. where it was more pulled out in another shot. Um, but before the series started, when this 
that part of this image had been uh, sent out. We thought it was time travel related, uh, but we thought that Bigfoot might have been a, uh, a subtle nod to In Search of with uh, Leonard Nimoy. Yes, indeed. So I, I still that, stand that by that. Quiet. Yeah. It's that classic uh, Bigfoot pose, except he's walking the wrong direction. And that's another thing I'm like scared that I know that it's like, nope, that's not how the, he went. He went left to right, not right to left. Yep, so, that is true. Uh, we have what I did. It, it this is From the first picture, I or the first time I saw this image, I was like, oh, is that like a really bad drawing of a, a Vendorian? No, I didn't think so. But I, well, that was early before it had ever yeah. shown up. Um, but a Vendorian can turn into other people. So I was like, eh. so I don't know. It's sort of like a, it's almost like a glomer combined with the Vendorian or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's Maybe a, it was a Vendor, uh, a Vendorian that was actually shape-shifting. <laughs> the <different laughs> there you go. Taken. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's almost like a, a virus or a, a bug or something like that. It's, it's something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. I would love to know what yeah. it is, what they thought. I, I do not think seven. it has, yeah, it doesn't have enough was arms there? to be a, a vendor. No, no, I don't know what it is. I mm. I numbered it, but I'm just like, I thought maybe you would be like, oh, well, Aaron, of course it's X, you know. No, I'm but, not. I'm not that way. Somebody okay. out there knows, though. Hopefully. Somebody out there knows. Yeah, if you know, uh, tweet us. Infinite track. Mm -hmm. uh, so number seven is another Enterprise reference. Are you no? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yes, it's a Zindi reptile. It was a joke. Oh, <laughs> like what? It's like they're not. They're they're so much less scary when they're animated. <laughs> yes. Well, there's a lot less detail on their their. There the, there is, but yeah, the, that's like, that's the metal loopy things that they would wear on their shoulder, their giant shoulder pads. Yeah, it's it's uh, they just don't seem as hulking in this animated yeah. version. So because they were really huge, yes. like big. No, but yeah, yeah. Reptilian Zindi, which is, again, why I would love to see these things in a live action mm -hmm. series. I know it's easier to do this in an animated <laughs> series because you can True. literally throw in anything. But yep. I, I just it. Makes we could even have a time travel episode with Captain Kirk show up and they could just use Shatner's voice. And yeah, you know. no, please, let's not even do that actually right now. <laughs> let's not. We could use, uh, let's see, we could do uh, Chekhov. We could see animated Chekhov for the first time. That mm -hmm. would be funny. Yeah, do animated Chekhov because he, he was yeah. left out, man. Yep, twice. Left out. The show that wasn't ever made and then the show that actually was made. And then the mm. 1969 version of what they wanted to make, which was basically Starfleet Academy animated. Uh, mm -hmm. They didn't want to include him because the idea was he would have a main crew member and like a kid counterpart. But because he was so young, he wouldn't have a kid counterpart. So they just left him out. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. Uh, wow. Yeah. So I kind of feel like he must <sighs> be frustrated that he was kind of twice eliminated from, you know, an animated show. Yeah, and I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number eight is what they mentioned earlier, the salt succubus. It's the M M113 creature from the Man, Man Trap. Trap. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, number nine is the uh, uh, Romulan. Romulan. <laughs> oh, <sorry. Yep. laughs> 
It could be <laughs> any. There's a lot of Romulan spies. There's there you know. so there isn't it, that what Romulans do basically? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly. it's like just saying Romulan, right? Yeah, that's pretty synonymous. We don't stereotype. No, it, <laughs> if that's not the case. Like like on Romulan colonies, obviously yes. they're not all spies, but if they're right. out there in ships and stuff, they're kind of sketchy. You know, they yeah. kind they they play their cards close to the vest, and you never know and... who's a Tal Shiar or exactly or a Jat Vash or. Yep. It's set There's probably one level even deeper than that. It's just like this, it's just infinite going down to the bottom of whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very true. Uh, we have transporter clones, which oh, is, yeah. uh, to- uh, toss back to uh, Thomas Riker. I don't remember the episode, but that was. was uh... I don't remember what it was called in Bad with episode titles. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we had a, a he was duplicated during a beam up. And so we've got a, two, uh, a transporter pad with two uh, barbs on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she had to make she had to spend time and like make that. I think that was was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, number eleven is the Cardassian spy, and you mentioned something that I didn't think about: Voyager. Yes, that's a Voyager reference because Seska was a Bajoran who was actually a surgically altered Cardassian. So she was originally Cardassian, surgically altered to look Bajoran and joined yep. the Maquis as a spy. Uh, number 12 is a Klingon woman who is also in another picture on the other side of the just flopped. So I don't mm-hmm. know. This is this didn't seem to have a reference specifically. It didn't. And I am curious as to What's, who this is. Yeah. And more curious is number 13, which is a whale. A humpbacked whale, to be precise. Yeah. That's why I was like, <laughs> when we first saw this, I was like, oh, it's time travel. You know, because we've got, know. you know, we get the whales. And it, what what the picture underneath it, which it, it's almost like a cartoony version of where Carbon Creek would be. If you look at it, the, the lines don't match mm-hmm. up 100%, but it does feel like Carbon Creek, uh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, number 14, which is just a virus, which I'm guessing yes. is well, like maybe parasites or something, but. Yeah. More viral. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, so there's there's some red herrings in here for sure. Yeah. But that's that's again due to Mariner's mania of trying to figure <laughs> this out. And she's getting more disheveled as the episode yes. goes on, like hairs flying out, like her all she and just circles under her eyes. She is just I love driven. her just leaping through doorways too, where she's like kind of sneaks mm-hmm. down and flips stop, drop, and roll kind of thing. Yeah. Barrel roll. <laughs> yeah. And uh, moving through the rest of the episode, we've yes. got uh, Boimler saying to her that she needs to just accept people as they are. And now he has to go and change everything about himself so that Barb <laughs> will continue to like him. He replicates a, uni- a, a, a outfit based on like all the cool people of Earth. Earth's history, yeah, Earth's and history, it was yeah. just, and he's I like, can't wait oh, to see Jet, that cosplayed. He, yeah, Jet, he thinks that's all. He's all that. Well, I can be twice as that. I can be even thatter. It's <laughs> 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 just great. I just love that. I love that. He's so that. <laughs> he just he turned into like a sitcom version of a you know like he's like a dude bro or whatever he calls like, it. Oh dog. yeah, dude bro, dude bro, yeah. definitely. Well, dude bro is what I call them, but yeah. 
and he uh, he moonwalked. So we have moonwalking now in, in Star Trek. Yes, uh, that's now canon. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And he, beer, big, hot. I mean, cold. Cold, cold beer. Cold. <laughs> yeah. Basically, he makes everything really awkward because yeah. he's not being himself. And he's this sort is... of Joey from Friends. He he is a bit. And later on, when he thinks uh, she and Jet are, she, yes, Barb and Jet are having sex, and we get that great yeah. line, you're not yes. sex? I heard sex. And he finally admits that that's what's going on. And she's like, Redward. <laughs> and she calls him a sweet, nervous, dainty hipped nugget. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. <Aww. laughs> it's just. <laughs> That's one of the best sentences I have ever heard in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, we should go back to the conference room where Freeman is getting stuff done. I'm doing this a little bit out of order and that's okay. But uh, she she says, okay, we're going to relocate three tons of moon dust for you people to worship. (laughs) Your gravity systems are going to be installed for your tides. Your ancestral homes are going to get moved to the sixth moon, which will now technically be the fifth moon anyway. Does that work for everybody? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And they all get up and walk away except for this one guy. And then he's like, no, this moon blocks the pollution from Mixtus 3 from getting to Mixtus 2. And if you destroy it, you'll destroy our entire civilization. You'll have blood on your hands. You'll be murderers. You'll have blood on your yeah. hands. My, my favorite so. is just, uh, it's like, what about the prime directives? Like, that, that doesn't even apply here. Apply here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there, that we keep going back to that from time to time. Yeah. And uh, there, we're getting to the, the climax of the story yes. where Barb and Brad have gone off to this platform where they are trying to uh, control the shield for the moon while they're imploding it. And uh, Mariner is convinced that now there's this parasite because she finds a carapace on the ground after Barb and uh, Boimler leave. Oh, actually, so, yeah. And at that point, we also, he was carrying his his Geordie yeah. teddy bear that we saw in the very beginning, too. The, yes, the Geordie bear. I just call it Geordie yeah. bear. Geordie bear. Mm-hmm. And people were naming it online. It was like Teddy LaForge and stuff like that. And I said LaVare Burton. Or LeVar Bearton. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I I just call I immediately you. call it a yeah. Geordie Bear. So because yeah. <laughs> it's the same. That makes amount sense. Of like Teddy, Geordie. Yeah. Yeah, Geordie Bear. Yep. Which is adorable. And I, uh, I'm sure that will show up in the store eventually somewhere. Oh, I'm certain it will. And we have Mariner running for the she's trying to find Boimler and she asks the computer to locate Boimler yeah. and finds out he's gone to the platform. And so she's running through halls and she yeah. shoves she's shoving people aside <laughs> and she shoves the Sandorian for no Move, reason. Jennifer. Move, Jennifer. She just she stopped to shove that <laughs> just and I had a conversation with Tawny Newsom online last night about that that animation because she she said uh, if she had known that she was improvising or she was improvising if she'd known that they were going to draw her as an Andorian it would have called her Calandra or something like that you know something more more alien and uh, so I said you know the animation was perfect we put up a I took a screenshot of her just like totally thrown back and like getting shoved. And her response was, damn, Doc's going to need to wave a lot of lights over this. 
it, it very much looks like she has a uh, spinal injury or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mariner was overzealous in that mm-hmm. regard. But the it's funny like, thing is... Jennifer. So it's like, it's like Jennifer was there on purpose in her way. Like mm-hmm. it was just, it had that sort of personal you know, a, mm-hmm. a, a feel to it. <laughs> well, and Mariner's behavior has been very irrational for a great deal of this episode. Yeah. So she was just, uh, yeah. And but- I love the effect that they use as she runs by uh, Tendi and Rutherford. They do this really cool blur effect. Mm-hmm. Like the focus changes from her to them and she just goes off frame. And then you see, then you follow uh, Tendi and Rutherford as they're running to, are they what are they running from Ron Docent at this point? Yeah, they are running running from Ron Docent because when they finish their stuff, he tells them, Oh, great. Well, then you get to stay here on the Vancouver you get to the T88. And uh yeah, he did not tell them that at the beginning. I've watched the episode three times. So <laughs> and uh he just uh he he is transferring himself to the Cerritos and is using them to replace him. And they're not having it. They thought about it and they're, they're thinking about all the good things about the Cerritos and the whoosh of the doors. No, that was the, that was the Vancouver that they were thinking. Yeah. Excuse me. The Cerritos, the Cerritos Vancouver. I apologize. Sometimes I say the wrong word. So yeah, they, they're basically the same ship. (laughs) They are basically the same ship, except one is newer, but Nope. Yeah, they decide they're going to tell him no. He's not happy with that. He's yep. threatening them. They get his pad away before he can make the transfer, and they're, they're tra- they finally the transfer is being made by the admiral, who is his grandmother's next door neighbor. <laughs> yes, yes, and he's, he's a, a psycho. psycho. <laughs> so they're in the turbo lift, and basically, Rutherford's buying them time for Tendy to be able to guess docent's password and it turns out it's Riker. yeah (laughs) Riker is the password and uh yeah it's uh it doesn't end well for ron emmanuel docent uh he uh he in stunning parts of rutherford and then basically (laughs) just just giving up once he realizes he's not going to get what he wants he was just very tired of being so epic all the time there was uh yeah. there was uh, Tow the space a space station. station calibrate the dyson sphere go back in time and kill the guy who is worse than hitler which <laughs> makes me think of enterprise again season four mm-hmm. premiere yep. where they were in world war ii and all of a sudden yep. there's this alien working for the nazis <laughs> there is those i had all three of those uh graphics and i did not upload them so just imagine the dyson sphere and and the uh the the nazi alien <laughs> mm-hmm. uh yes. yeah that was i uh, but uh, what we didn't get before that when they uh are talking what sorry when mariner and barb are bonding at that point and they're like mm-hmm. okay you know she realizes yes you're a human but then they still notice that there's a parasite and they're like, uh Oh, but that's when you cut back to him talking and he's like, I don't want to do this. Don't make me shoot you. I'm like that. My brain sort of went, Oh, is he the parrot? Does he have the parasite? I did the same thing. I did the yeah. same thing, but I thought, no, that wouldn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah. Because but he it, was nowhere I, I near that show. That, though. Yeah. It seems like was, they were like expectations yeah. were being like tweaked, but yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. Red, he was a red herring. 
There yeah. were a lot of red herrings in this episode. For about three seconds. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he gives up yeah. and uh, he says, okay, fine. I won't do the transfer. I'm sorry. And they're like, yeah, well, we'll just take a couple of those T88s. He's like, oh, no, that I can't do. And Rutherford's like, oh, it's not like I was using my implant to record everything for your court martial. Oh, wait, I was. <laughs> Already then, two T to eighty eights coming right up. Two T eighty eights, good lord! What am I My goodness! I cannot explain how that came out of my mouth, y'all. Just, just gonna let it go. Just let it go. So anyway, we we're back on the platform. We get to see naked Boimler. I do love the strip of black over his penis. And uh, I was like, oh, that's he not something you'd have... ever thought you'd say in Star Trek. <laughs> he does have some dainty hips there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some dainty hips. Boys going size on. small. Yeah. And Mariner startles him. He's very upset and starts saying some things where he just keeps saying the word lover a lot. And that's <laughs> when I'm like, oh, he's yeah. got a parasite. I just Barb... love Yeah. Yeah. When she's uh, like, no, stop saying lover. <laughs> Yeah, Barb comes in. Barb and Mariner have an epic fight, <laughs> and they're both trying great. to protect him, which is adorable. I I how could love you be his that. girlfriend because you're so awesome, and it's like how could you be his best friend because you're a badass space adventurer? <laughs> and he is a mousy sweet. Uh, he's mousy sweet and soft. So how are they best friends? So yeah. it's it's interesting that it's because. I hate the whole women fighting over a man thing, but I didn't feel like this was that typical thing. They kind of turned it on its ear. Yeah. Because they were both really fighting for the well-being of the man. They weren't fighting for who got the man. Yes. So. That's true. They, I it, I didn't even. It, yeah. I didn't feel like it fell into that 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 man trap <laughs> exactly exactly and i yeah. as a woman appreciate that because i get so tired of this forced competition competition between women competition. in competition yes. i am just full of problems today <laughs> just, no i like these words you know it's a gift that's what they, they teach us in improvising you know it's like you take that and it becomes a thing Okay, competition is the thing now. Yes. <laughs> and it's on they, Twitter or Twitch. It's a competition. But not on Quibi. Anyway. No. <laughs> Just, sorry. This sidetrack brought to you up. by. <laughs> brought to you by Brandy's Brain. Brandy's Brain. <laughs> Jumbling words together since 1973. Uh, <laughs> anyway. So uh, they. They end up bonding, which is also great. Yeah. And uh, Barb's like, you know what? If it, just scan me, just scan me, so that you'll know. And so she scans her. She's like, "Yep, you're a human." And then it's detecting the parasite. And I thought, well, there's only one person I really can be now, and it's it's Boimler. And I love yep. the parasite cracked me up. Lover, 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 lover. <laughs> it was me, Barb. It was me all the time. I take you out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was so funny. Just it felt very Muppety. <laughs> it was, but in the best way. Yes. <laughs> it also reminded me a little bit of oh my gosh, the name escapes me. It's it's a character in. The DC universe, specifically a 
a Shazam villain, and I can't remember oh. the name of the right now. Huh. I don't know it's Shazam a, that well. Uh, I I know it better than some, but I just there will be times when I just the name escapes me. It's actually in the movie. Um, oh, okay. The I still have not seen movie. that. That's on my my. Oh no, that's so good. I know. It's I know. a good DC movie. Come on, those are so rare. You've got to watch it. Yes, that's so. true. <laughs> I was kind of so, keeping it for like when I, my spirits were really low. It's like, okay, I'm going to have an emergency film to. Oh, that's so. perfect for when your spirits are low. It's such yeah. a feel good movie. So yeah. Anyway. Uh, so Barb ends up breaking up with Brad and. Yeah. Mariner. To study Mariner. The, the parasite. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the Mariner is really good to him after that. She's like, no, you should, you, you are going to find someone who loves you for you. Yeah. And that is the absolute right thing. He doesn't need to be anyone else, but who they, who he is. And I have, I had an epiphany today while I was doing my hair. <laughs> I don't know why the <laughs> epiphany when I'm doing my hair. It's like when you're in the shower or something. So Exactly. It's just kind of this rote thing that I do a mm -hmm. lot, and I'm thinking about Lower Decks, and I'm like, oh, there is an overarching theme for this entire season. And that is, well, it's actually kind of twofold. It's don't copy and paste your own expectations on other people, and mm. just do you. You do you, and let everybody else do them. That is is this overarching yeah. theme and it's been hit in every single episode so far. Yeah. And, and then I this like episode, it. I thought one of the uh, themes was also obsession because, oh, you, yes. had, you know, everybody was obsessed with something with Tendi mm -hmm. and, and Rutherford were obsessed with, but what you're obsessed with is not like that. Don't do that. Like it's, it yeah. kind of goes back to the, you do you mm -hmm. don't worry about like, setting your expectations of like oh i'm going to be the the king of uh you know engineering or i'm going to be the savior of, of medic of the the sick bay i love oh, those, that you those see screenshots Dr. are beautiful yeah <laughs> tiana is like uh like bowing to her which was great yeah it's and that the final little thing with uh with tendy yeah. and rutherford and oh, yeah. they're they're back on the Cerritos and back doing repairs again. And oh, I miss that smell. And uh, I love how Tindy's working on this panel and she can't quite get it closed, so she just yeah, I mean, kind of forces it. And uh, she says, she says, you know, I'm really sorry about how I acted earlier, and I got you something. And she pulls out a duffel bag and dumps out a bunch of T88s. And Rutherford says, Oh, you shouldn't have. And she said, Well, I just, I wanted to make it up to you, and I think we could really use these more. No, no, no. I mean, I did the same thing. <laughs> and he puts out a bunch more. And that's why we're friends. <laughs> yes, exactly. They just I really did... are on the same wavelength. Yeah, I did see some commentary about. So it's okay for Starfleet officers to steal stuff. So I'm like, mm, I can kind of see that as a point. Because mm -hmm. he did say steal. He didn't say like, oh, I just got these. He did use well, the word steal. Is it really okay for one Starfleet vessel to have access to these more advanced tools and not have those <laughs> disseminated throughout the rest of the fleet? Okay. So we're doing a Robin Hood kind of thing? <laughs> is that what <laughs> yeah. it is? Okay. Steal from the rich, give to the poor. And the the, the Cerritos is the poor. Yeah. It, it, that oh. sound it makes when it hits warp seven. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that Vancouver doesn't have that. Not with mm -hmm. those inertial dampeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, one thing we did mention, like, uh, forgot there was an animated series reference uh, in the very beginning when they are waiting in the uh, the cargo bay for Barb to show up, and she doesn't yes. feel like she's showing up, and and Mariner's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, it's okay. You know, I can set you up with." Uh, it's like there's a nice Felosian and tactical. She seems like a nice plant person. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Felosians are if you if you haven't seen them, they're sort of like asparagus. With mm. something I did not notice until now. It's very rare that I find something that I didn't notice about animated series. The eyes for the eye stalks for the um, Felosians are the exact same as the Glomer. Yes. Take those off and stick them. I'm like, oh, wait, those are the same thing. So I thought that was really kind of a, a strange revolution, a re revelation that I would not have noticed if I was not looking for this. Um, but yeah, so I would love to see what a Felosian would look like in a Starfleet uniform. I, I would like that too. And it seems like they have a lot of appendages, so they would be very mm -hmm. good at tactical. Yeah. I think that was a like, great choice for, for, <laughs> for yeah. where they set her. Yeah. And we've never seen like a female, as far as I know, uh, Felosian, because it was always guys that we talked, that they were talking to on the planet. But yeah, it also could be, well, it also, I'm thinking it could just be that they're more non-gender because they're plants well no plants have genders so mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i don't know what the difference would be between male and female if we actually uh would females be more flowery or something i don't know maybe it's not a um maybe it's external not a visible difference, difference. Yeah, yeah it's not an external difference it's an internal difference. I don't. They have longer, longer fake hair at the top. <laughs> there you go. There you like go. Uh, what is that? I don't know. Like little fronds or something at the the top of the. Fronds. The, the weird I love that head. word. <laughs> we well, don't use know, fronds enough. It's like a, uh, what is it? Uh, ferns. Ferns yeah. have fronds. They do have fronds. Absolutely yeah. have fronds. I like that show, Franz. That was really mm -hmm. good. The 90s. You know, <laughs> I just thought it was really mean-spirited, frankly. And I thought those Franz just needed to be more accepting of other sexual preferences and things like that. Did you... Um, I was, uh, uh, do you listen to John Hodgman? Have you ever... Uh, like? Uh, I love John Hodgman. John Hodgman. Okay. I love... He floated John. an idea for a show that I want to see. It's called Other Friends. And it's set... <laughs> During the same time as all of the episodes from the 90s. So you can see like you'll see clips or like reenacted actors from the back or whatever. And this is all the other people who hate friends. All the mm -hmm. hate the people are friends. They're and they're all multicultural and they're more what they actually represented of, of New York in the 90s. They don't live in giant apartments and stuff. And they're just like, why do these people have everything? And so it's mm -hmm. just this story about these people and working around at like everything that causes issues i'm sure when they made the power go out in the building or whatever they're probably in the same building so mm -hmm. i would i would watch that show 100 percent. i absolutely would as well the thing that was the most unbelievable thing about friends is their apartments because i'm just looking at those and going this is not a new york apartment they this did explain not. that at least through the the girl's apartment that was like the grandmother's so yeah. i'm like all right but still, it's not shaped like a new york apartment Mm -mm. I mean, it's a set, obviously. So it should be like a yeah. long train car kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It should be cramped or a box. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Basically, a, a shoe box is what it should be. Yeah. That, that's I a mean, New my York apartment. It's like a New York apartment, practically. Yeah. A, a, a studio. So, yeah. Well, on that note, 
uh, friends. No. Um, but yeah, no, this is, I have, I'm really enjoyed this episode. It felt like the perfect encapsulation of a TNG episode. You've got the, the people, uh, there's a big, some sort of, you know, cosmic event happening. You've got people arguing about it at a conference table and the captain <laughs> trying to solve that problem. You've got the, the B plot with uh, somebody might be an alien or they might not. We forgot but, my favorite line from Captain Freeman. When we oh, find out oh, that yeah. there's only two people on Mixus 2. Yeah. And she says there are only two bleeping people on the whole bleeping planet. Implode the moon. Yeah. It's like, it's like, wait, two, two? It's like, we're very rich. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah. no, we just redid the floor. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was. I just love her reaction. What? What? What do you mean, two people? I'm glad she caught that. See, that's the yeah. thing about Freeman is that she may be, she may sometimes take people's ideas and pass them off as her own. But when it comes right down to it, when it comes down to brass tacks, and she's got to work, she works. Yeah. yeah. So well, you can say that when she was with Mariner in the in Moist Vessel, just mm -hmm. you know, she was she was getting her stuff done. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. true. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. We had a lot of fun. I just, I, there's so much Star Trek news. It's just crazy. <laughs> there's a lot of Star Trek. This is the, the, the new golden age of Star Trek, I think. I agree. And I love it. Yay. Because I can appreciate it more now than I could when I was 19. Yep. And next week's episode, I don't remember the name of. I don't remember. I normally remember. But in the preview, we saw a, an Antares class, uh, a cargo vessel which was from the animated series so i love tendy's like oh i hope that it's filled with uh the original tricorders the clamshell design or not tricorder the uh, <laughs> the uh communicators. communicators yeah the clamshell design which reminded <laughs> me a little bit of dax and her like love of the 24th century or 23rd century uh technology oh how she was stroking that tricorder yeah. <laughs> yes. it was just so sensual yeah she was she was as, as loving as a price is right model, just showing <laughs> off all of its features. Yeah. Just, ooh. So I'm excited to see what they find on that ship. <laughs> Me too. I'm hoping we see an original series like animated uniform with the pointy delta and stuff like that. that would be I would love it. I would love it. They have to do something like that. They just have to. I'm really hoping there's a time travel episode one day. Mike McMahon, if you are listening, like maybe not season one, but season two, because we have two seasons coming, like yeah. just time travel back to that period at least. And just, you know, have them walking around. I, it'd be interesting to see them drawn as original series, yes. like the, the animation style. That would be, that would be really that would have to be like the season finale of season two or something like that just to, that would because be that's going to take some time to to illustrate that and have to redo all of their models and stuff mm -hmm. so. that's not a quick process but it'd be uh, one, worth it. <laughs> one other thing i was going to say really yes. quickly uh with tawny newsom and the improvising as a general rule the voices are done before the animation yes. so she would have no way of knowing that they were going to do an Andorian. And so that was a joke by the people animating it. They're just like, oh, she mm -hmm. said Jennifer. What's the, what's the least likely person to be named Jennifer? Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> if, if you look at the, the book that we wrote, we actually have the spread showing how in the 70s it was done. But yes, the recording is done first. And then mm -hmm. the, I mean, some of it's done concurrently. It really depends on what 
you know what's happening um but yeah but a lot of the audio is when you have improvising the 70s did not have improvising it was you know even if you don't know how to pronounce it you just still read it i'm like orion no that's orion whatever (laughs) you've said this before on the tv show like why why did you forget (sighs) even the writer is like i don't know why that happened it's like yep so uh before we go uh, tell everybody where we can find you on your gazillion <laughs> podcasts <laughs> so many places, you guys i have been now called the jeffrey combs of hollow sweet media <laughs> nice <laughs> my what friends this? liam and suzanne called me that on a podcast i'll take it You're i the love jackola jeffrey of combs. all trades <laughs> jackola of all trades uh i'm on <laughs> Brandy Wine 12 on Twitter, on Instagram, I'm Brandy Jekyll. And you can find me on Hollow Sweet Media doing three podcasts. One is the Vedic Assembly about Deep Space Nine with Liam and Nick. Boldly Go, a Star Trek Strange New Worlds podcast with Suzanne. And What the Future Holds with my husband, Dave, mm. and our good friend, Christopher D. Littlefield. We have episode one new? out now. Yeah. Oh, yes, that is new. Ep- episode one is out now. And you can find it on mm. all the podcatchers and also on hollowsweetmedia.com. And you can also follow all of these things on Facebook at same at uh, what the future holds. It's it's etc. You don't need to know all that. You can find stuff. Just go find it. Go find it. That's what the internet's for. It's finding it. I have time to tell you all of this. And I do a live show on Friday nights with Dan Gunther called the Unready yes. Room, where we're That's also talking about lower decks right now. And it's a completely different conversation than what you and I do here every single time. <laughs> so it's just like even if so we plan to have the same conversation, it wouldn't be the same conversation. It would never be the same. And so it's so that's why I love taking notes because I know I'm not going to use them for one thing, but I am going to use them for another. And I love to just just hit this from all angles. It's great. They kind of feel like companion and, shows in some ways. Like yes, they are companion shows because the rising yeah. sun powers all starships. Starships. Yes. And we uh, need that shirt. I've got to get to that. Yes, you can find that on Dan's YouTube channel, which is Kurt Ratz Productions. Kurt Ratz is Star Trek spelled backwards. I do two shows with my husband. No, I do one show with my husband, Dave. I do What the Future Holds, but I also do uh, the Dark Corner podcast. We talk about whatever we want, which is almost always nerdy. And uh, (laughs) I do a solo podcast called Head Cannon, which has gone dormant for a little bit because there was a lot of stuff going on. I'm going to get back to that. It's a weird trip through my brain and my fandoms. You can find both of those at darkcornerpodcast.com. That is all. I'm done. You can find me at Geek Filter on Twitter and Instagram. That's about it. And here. And here. Uh, but I will be on Christopher's podcast. Uh, four yes. questions. There and are a, four questions. There are four questions in a couple weeks. So I'm going to be recording. We were supposed to record today and then something happens. So we're recording next weekend. We've, yes. we've, it's one of those things that we've like, hey, would you like to do this? Sure. And then it's like both of us have pushed it down the road to the point where it's like it has to happen or we won't have a show. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. We're now doing that. Yeah, I've had a couple it, of those before in my past. It's just like, oh, oh, oh no, we have to have something now. Yeah, record. It'll, <laughs> it'll make it. You'll make it work. It's all good. I have faith in both of you. Uh, next time I'll see you, I'll try not to bring it downtown. <laughs> I'll stop it. No, you stop it. You stop it. You stop it. No, no stop really, it. You, you stop it. Infinite Trek is a production of Coconut Media Works, executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.